Hi, Tom Bernard here. You're listening to Best of the Family. Enjoy the show. Thanks for listening. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw and Bryant. So what's the latest? The well, latest is we're representing people who are injured through no fault of their own. Uh, people come to us, we talk to them about what their rights are. We talk to them about things that, you know, adjusters would call them up and ask them about. And we represent people in order to get them justice for the injured. And have been for a long time. Very, very successful, no question. I, I, you know, I do meet a lot of your clients. They come up to me on the street and whatever, and they talk about this, that, or the other thing. And they both say... Why do you guys hang out with Doug Sprinthal? <laughs> and I just had no answer for <laughs> He just looks away, you big baby. In any case, that's the whole deal. So people, they got any problem whatsoever, personal injury or other legal problems, whatever, they just reach out to Brad, Sean, Bryant. Yeah, Joe and I have both been president of the trial lawyers for the state. So we talk to people about all sorts of issues. The consultation is always free, and that's what we do. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean, Bryant. Tom here for my friends at Walzer Automotive Group with some exciting news. Walzer's rolling out Walzer Care on new and most used cars they sell in Minnesota. Well, Walzer Care is a powertrain warranty with coverage for 10 years or 150,000 miles. Powertrain coverage is like major medical coverage for your car. Engines, transmissions, all the really expensive stuff is covered. In addition, Walzer Care includes 24-hour roadside assistance. Lock your keys in your car, run out of gas, have a flat tire. Guess what? Walzer has your back. The best thing about Walzer Care, it's free with purchase. That's right, I said free. So, if you're shopping for a new or used Subaru, Honda, Nissan, Mazda, Toyota, Buick, GMC, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, Ram, Hyundai, or Chevrolet, see my friends at Walzer and get Walzer Care for free. I had to play this because my husband is on the line. And every time I she hear says it, coyly, <laughs> I think about <laughs> But on the line, we have Dave Schrader from <laughs> The Holzer Files, Never which is going to be airing tonight, 10 p.m. Eastern Time, 9 p.m. Central on Travel Channel. Yes. How are you doing, Dave? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on today. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> I had to go through a lot of hoops to get you on. Yeah. But, well, uh... I'm kind of a busy guy, and my, my person that usually handles these interviews wasn't available because she's uh, helping to host a radio show this morning. So I... uh, I'm glad you were finally able to get through to me. Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? She knows a person who knows a person. Oh, I tell you, we have, we have so much going on right now. But we always make time to watch the Holzer Files, which I have. It's set on my DVR so I can go over there and watch it. Now, tonight's episode is The Whaley House, which is... Now, Hans Holzer coined it the most haunted house in America. Is that correct? Right. When he visited back in 1965, he actually uh, investigated the place and had um, Regis Philbin with him, and uh, who was reporting it for the news. And Regis was so impacted and freaked out by it, he actually did an episode of that, like celebrity ghost sightings, a couple of years back, talking about it. And 
went back with one of, uh, I can't remember her name right now, Kim Russo, I think, to do, you know, kind of face that fear and, and talk about his, his experience. But the Whaley House is really a remarkable place with, with great history and um, so much strange activity going on in the place from, you know, things moving to full-on apparitions. We, we actually spoke to a police officer uh, who came in while we were filming and talked to us about the fact that he had been there visiting with his wife and saw a woman, addressed her, talked to her, and then she just dissipated in front Eek. of him. And it absolutely freaked him out. I mean, he was a cop, and he was visibly shaken as yeah. he was recounting the story to me. So there's so much there's so much activity that, that takes place there in many different forms. So it was really... It was exciting to go in there. Uh, Hans did his investigation in 1965. So, you know, to be back in 53, 54 years later and realize that there's still so much story to be told was pretty remarkable. Um, most people assume the place is haunted by the Whaley family themselves, but we actually uncovered handwritten letters between the Whaleys that they were dealing with a haunting oh. that took place at that location, something dark and and uh, bizarre was going on, and, and Hans Holzer encountered it again 100 years later when he investigated, and we wanted to get to the bottom of that. And in 13 years of actual investigations, I've never been physically contacted by a spirit, I would say. I've seen things, I've heard things, but in this episode, I legitimately get knocked on my ass. Uh, something chucks me right into our our uh, uh, tech Shane and pins him to the wall and I hit the ground like a load of bricks. It was one of the most frightening moments I've ever had to uh, experience yeah. during any type of investigation. Are you afraid you're going to bring one with you wherever you go? Can't they? I mean, I've watched so many of these stupid horror movies. I'm like, <laughs> it's like they, they, well, they live through all of this stuff and then they, you know, they, mm -hmm. they, they move away and it starts all over again. It's like, Oh my God. Well, the, the attachments is something real, and I'm, I'm yeah. usually very cautious of that. But I, you know, I will tell you, and Cassie uh, was there one night. I do my radio show, Midnight in the Desert, from home, and we had my home studio set up in her bedroom to begin with. And uh, she would sit on the bed and work on Tom Bernard show stuff while I was doing my radio show. And one night about 1 o'clock in the morning, I'm launching into the start of our third hour, and all of a sudden you hear the TV start blaring. And I, I mute my microphone. I go, what the hell? Which kid is up at 1, one o'clock in the morning? So she went out there hightailing it to figure out what was going on. I hear the TV go off. And I go back into talking on my radio show. All of a sudden, the TV starts blaring again. And then it goes off. A few minutes later, she comes in, and her jaw is just like hanging open, and her eyes are as big as saucers. And I mute my microphone. I go, what's wrong? She goes, there's nobody out there. She goes, all the re remotes were sitting on the table and the TV was on it and the volume was going up by itself. And then she turned off the TV and it turned itself back on and then started pushing the volume all the way to the top again. She turned it off and then the DVD player, the door started opening and shutting on the DVD player over and over and over again. And so she you... finally got it calmed down, came into the, to the room again, and she's just telling me what happened. And then we heard this loud, boom! And then all of our power went out. No other house in our town was affected, uh, or in our neighborhood, I should say, but our power went out for the rest of the evening. And uh, we were left kind of hanging. So I, we've had some weird experiences. So I'm usually, I try to be as cautious as I can that whatever 
I'm investigating stays where it's supposed to be. But, you know, uh, unfortunately, we don't get the, the handbook for the recently deceased when somebody dies to know how to keep their spirits grounded in one area or what happens. If they follow you, they follow you. I, I do my best to try to make sure that doesn't happen so it doesn't well, affect I our family. I think you should store barrels of holy water <laughs> so you can just, sure. like, jump in, jump out. Sprinkle, sprinkle. Yeah. Right. Yeah. My house. A little sage, I don't know. Yeah. I'd be doing everything. Yeah, we've had some weird experiences happen. Now, whether it's stuff that was already existing where we're at, I don't know. Or if it's something that came, you know, is attached to one of us, that I don't know because we've heard voices talking, people walking around that nobody's there. Um, well, right now we're Is this we're the between. new house? No. Oh. No. Okay. This is the old, and here's the funny thing, Doug. Um, was it two nights ago? Mm-hmm. I go over to the uh, old house because we're we're moving from the old house into the new house and doing it slowly. So most everybody's already over at the new house, but I've kept my studio at the old house. And I'm there and I'm getting ready to fire up for the show. And I start hearing footsteps banging around. So I, I text Cassie. I'm like, are you here? Are you walking around doing stuff? If you are, keep it down. She goes, I'm not over there. I said, well, is Linus, our son over there? She goes, no, he's downstairs sleeping. And I said, Some, somebody's walking around in this damn house. And uh, I got out and walked around the house. I couldn't find anything. As soon as I got back in and shut my door, I could hear walking around. And at one point while I was talking to Cassie, there's a loud rap on the wall. So I don't know if the ghosts there are just unhappy that we're moving or they're thinking, hey, what are you waiting for? Get your shit out of here, too. And, you know, <laughs> so it's it's been very strange. We, in, You know, as parents, you want to feel you're prepared for any kind of eventuality. You've got Band-Aids and Bactine for owies. You've got you know, gentle head rubs for nightmares. But when your kid comes into the room and says, I can't sleep, the man under my bed keeps laughing. Swimming you pool of holy There's nothing water. in the world that yeah, can prepare just... you for that. Yeah. Water bed of holy water. Water bed of holy water. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. the way to keep them away. I think that's brilliant. Huh? I would totally do that. No, that's a brilliant idea. Because nobody's thought of that. Does, well, does that work, holy water? <laughs> well, my, my youngest well, son, Max, said that he heard... You mean laughing. the kid that's right yes. behind you? Yeah, okay. that one. Um, he said <laughs> that he heard laughing under his bed, and that kind of unnerved me. And he also said that he saw shadow figures in his room. And I just tried to explain to him, you know, try to alleviate the fear in him. I just said, look, th- if you see a shadow person, it doesn't mean that they're bad. They're probably just watching you and protecting you while you sleep. So that kind of helped him kind of get back into, okay, maybe it's not evil or you know because i can understand from a little kid's perspective like what is that but i just try and say hey maybe he's just maybe he's just watching you and protecting you while you sleep so the bad things can't get you he's like oh okay does that happen some theories say because i mean you know well david you can explain shadow people can't you uh well i can give some theories on it but yeah shadow people phenomena a lot of people encounter these beings and they're just just what it sounds like a shadowy figure and uh i get most of the stories are really kind of spooky because they come from people saying that they wake up and see them standing in their room or at the end of the bed and they're looking at these shadow figures and what's really interesting though is it's like once they've realized they're there and they kind of get over that initial shock and awe most people admit to rolling over and going back to sleep so i i think then that means that these aren't very it's probably not something intimidating or or evil. Maybe it's your guardian angels, your watchers, whatever. 
because theoretically, right, I mean, you're probably most vulnerable when you're sleeping. Maybe they're the ones that uh, keep an eye on things while you're in bed. Um, otherwise, why would you really not have that fight or flight deal? Like if you wake up and Tom and Catherine, you wake up at night and there's Dave Schrader standing at the end of your bed. I'm willing to bet the two of you aren't going to go, huh, Schrader, and then roll over and go back to sleep. Uh, maybe no, you will. I don't know. You probably guys have seen not. A lot in your life. No. But if you there'd be right, there'd be some f words flung around. <laughs> but if you see the shadowy figure, you're going to see it and then just kind of roll over. Obviously, there's something different about those beings, and I don't I I don't know what it is. I can't uh, you know wrap my head around it. We've been talking to people all around the world that have had these encounters and seen these weird things, and there are shadow figures at the Whaley House. They're full fledged apparitions. One of the things that didn't make the episode, which kind of broke my heart, but I understand it doesn't really fit in with the rest of the narrative. At one point, I was upstairs in the Whaley house in the theater area doing an EVP session that's recording electronic voice phenomena and uh, getting disembodied voices. And Cindy Kaza, the medium, was downstairs in a different room. And, and they have two cameras, one on me, one on her. And we're simultaneously doing what we're doing. And all of a sudden, she stops and she goes... Ooh, there's a woman ghost here and she does not, she's not happy. She says, Dave's going to wake the baby if he keeps talking and she couldn't hear me up there. But as I'm doing the EVP session and I'm asking, you know, is there anybody here? Are you mad that we're here? Anything like that? I play back my recorder and I get this woman's sing-songy voice going, you're going to wake the baby. And I catch this voice on recorder. Right while she's being told that the ghost here is very upset, Dave's going to wake the baby. And that was that gave me chills. Unfortunately, that's not the ghost we end up bumping into that's really causing the problems and knocked me on my butt. So that ends up on the cutting room floor. When you only have 42 minutes to tell a story, some things get left out. And that's that's an unfortunate one. But it is uh, there was a lot going on in that place. And it's... Uh, Tonight on, on Travel Channel, I, and, and for any of the, the listeners of the Tom Bernard Show, you know, feel free to reach out to me at uh, at Darkness Radio on Twitter. We'll be live tweeting during the show tonight, and let us know what you think of the program. We'd love your uh, feedback and insight. The, the show's been a lot of fun. We have, after tonight, seven more episodes coming up. Next week, Catherine, talking about holy water, we end up having to call in a religious man because um, the episode is called The Devil in Texas. We're following up on Hans Holzer's case that he investigated uh, where a, a young man believed he was possessed and Hans Holzer kind of tried to help the family out as best he could. We revisit that case in the beginning of the show. And in the end of the show, we end up helping a new uh, family um, with what we learned from Han Hol Hans Holzer's case. We go to a new family that's in dire needs and a lot of strange things took place. And that one really impacted me because it was, it was a woman who was fighting for, her life and her children's life. She was so terrified by what was going on. And, you know, hopefully we were able to bring her some resolution and she's kept in touch with me after the show. So I can't give too much away about what's going on, but that, that episode really hit me in the heartstrings because to see this mom at the end of her rope, not knowing what to do with all the strange activity in her house, uh, you know, all you can do is work and, and try to bring answers. So, but we do, we do have to call in the clergy next week to give us a hand because things get a little crazy. What do they do? I mean, that is like, is it just because they're, I mean, I don't understand how, like, if a priest can get rid of a ghost. Well, you know, I'm, priests and reverends and people that are imbued and imbibed with the, the power of God and, and kind of work through that, you know, basically they're kind of there to keep people on track and help. And, and 
you know, if they've got this power, they've been, uh, you know, you read throughout the Bible, there are some people that are just uh, allowed to cast out spirits and demons, and that's what the religious sect is supposed to be there to help with. But uh, Reverend uh, Bill Bean that we work with on this episode, uh, you know, he brings some really interesting insights to us and and helps us with this woman. And, um, you know, sometimes it doesn't work. That's why when you were saying, I'll just have holy water, sometimes you and I, we go in there flinging holy water, we can really piss something off. And uh, nothing's you know, ever like old, easy. <laughs> no, no, it's like that old Dracula thing, you know. <laughs> yeah. you, have have, you have to have faith in the cross for the cross to work against Dracula. If you're if you're a Jew and you're holding up the cross, Dracula rolls his eyes at you, right? It it doesn't have that same impact. It's the belief system behind it. Yeah. And if you're flinging holy water around, I've had people contact me and they're like, "Well, I went out and got holy water and I sprinkled it in the room and things got worse." Well, are you Catholic? No. Are you really religious? No. Well, so what you did was basically just kind of show this thing, you know, your hand, and that you have no faith or power behind anything that you're asking for it. And if it's trying to get your attention, maybe there's a reason. And and by flinging holy water at it, you're just pissing it off. So, you know, our whole job is to try to re-empower people that have experiences to let them know. Sometimes it, it comes off terrifying, but... You know, uh, what you're hearing and understanding and, and what's going on are two totally different things. Sometimes they just want your attention. And once you acknowledge them, like in so, one of our very first episodes, we did this house in New York um, where this ghost was very active until they found a portrait of her and hung it up in her in the house. As soon as they acknowledged her and kind of gave her a place of reverence in this house, she stopped the activity. That's but your a house first episode, right? Day. Right. Yeah, and yep. then the the a house down the way started blowing up with activity. Well, it was a very similar story. And once we kind of go in there and acknowledged the ghost and uncovered the story, uh, you know, the activity settles down. So that's, you know, sometimes it's just in being recognized and reminded of who was once there and, and, you know, doing that. So it's, I wish it was like a cure all pill for all of these cases, but every case is its own individual story. And it's kind of getting to that, to that story and treating it like a detective case is what I think we're, we're very effective at. And hopefully people will tune in for that aspect. And the history is amazing. Uh, the ghost hunt is almost secondary to me. I'm so fascinated by what we learn of these locations and what took place there. I, last week I got to stand in the Morris Jumel mansion in New York. That's where George Washington used it as a stronghold during his, uh, um, during the war at one point, uh, you, you had Hamilton was there, Burr married Mrs. Jumel and lived in that house. So just so many amazing parts of history, and, and I get to be part of it. It's a, a real honor. So it sounds like you're, you're better off doing the cowardly lion thing. I do believe in spooks. I do believe, <laughs> right. I do, I do, I do believe in spooks. Put them up, put them You have to take a break. Can you hang on for another segment? Sure. All right. We'll be right back after these messages. Tom Bernard here, and here with me is the CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. Tell me, Michael, I was reading on your website about a customer near where I grew up, North Minneapolis. They were specifically looking for a community bank. That's right, Tommy, Prestige Products. They had been with another community bank, but when their bank was acquired by a large regional bank, the owner felt like they were just seeing his business for the numbers on the page and not really understanding his long-term plans. So we met with a number of community banks in the area, including us. Luke at our branch in Shoreview met with the owner. They hit it off and Prestige Products chose to work with us. 
Incidentally, their favorite part of working with Luke is that he gets excited about the same things that are important to them. Having a clear understanding of your long-term goals makes for a great relationship and our difference maker for your business. Why not bank with my banker? North American Banking Company, a better banking experience. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. There's no better time than now to ditch your contacts and pitch your glasses. Whiting Clinic is the place I trusted to do this for me, and it's not just me. There's a reason Whiting Clinic is the number one LASIK practice in the United States. Dr. Whiting's unsurpassed experience, the most advanced Contura laser technology, and lifetime coverage are all backed by Whiting Clinic's best price guarantee. Being the experts they are, they wanted to make sure you have the very best for your eyes, just like I did. Call now for Whiting Clinic's $500 off LASIK savings. If you're like me, not a big fan of glasses and contact lenses, then it's time you found out if you're a candidate for LASIK. And Whiting Clinic is definitely the place to go. Call 855-554-2020 today or visit whitingclinic.com to set up your free LASIK consultation. Remember to tell them that I sent you and save $500 on your LASIK. Offer good for a limited time. Call Whiting Clinic for details. Good for both eyes only. Cannot be combined with any other offer. back we still have dave on the line oh hey, wait uh, stop uh, i know that timer clock is my nemesis i think <laughs> i don't like it it won't work for me okay this seems to be the sweet spot oh, a lot of working wheels today yes okay so we were talking about holes or files what is else is going on with you dave where are you right now I'm in uh, Chicago. I'm going to be here for the uh, 2019 Ghost Conference this weekend. Um, Ghost Conference. Not at all how I not at all how I envisioned my life as a child. I'll tell you that <laughs> spending weekends at Ghost Conferences, but it's a lot of fun. Um, if there's anybody listening in the Chicagoland area, or even from the great state of Minnesota that wants to make the trek, I know there's still tickets available. Uh, ChicagoHauntings.com is the website. ChicagoHauntings.com. And it's a pretty big conference. They've got a lot of great speakers that are going to be there. I'll be doing a talk on uh, Saturday in the afternoon. Uh, but tonight, I, you know, this is so cool, and I, I feel like such a nerd about it. You know, I've, I've had a chance to travel the world, get to see places, meet people, talk at major venues, thousands of people. And I got invited back to my old high school tonight to do a talk for the students on ghosts. Did you graduate? And, uh, they, they sent me a picture of the uh, outside marquee with my name on in the light. So it was that's like the weirdest moment for me is that I feel like, wow, I made it. The high school wants me back. Wait, your, uh, your high school has a marquee? It does. We're kind of fancy. You know? Yeah, wow. I guess yeah. so. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, well, yeah, you know, you when you make it to the TV world, uh, they you, put in some extra effort for you out here, you I guess. I didn't know you grew uh, up in Hinsdale. Hats <laughs> off to you. No. I'm, uh, I'm out, yeah, actually, Roselle, Illinois at Lake Park High School. It's an open event tonight. It's a free open event. If anybody is interested in coming out, Lake Park. East Campus in Illinois, if you're listening and uh, want to come out and say hi. But uh, that was that's kind of fun. So I'm, I'm doing that and then just back home, hopefully, uh, after this weekend and, and finish moving in. And, uh, you yeah, know, hopefully we start filming season two of The Holzer Files in January. So we're just waiting to get the word back from the network and see if we're going to go forward. What does one do at a ghost conference? 
usually uh, it's a lot of socializing and drinking and partying and talking oh. about ghosts. So it's a Cassie's <laughs> been to a bunch with me. She's uh, she turns from Cassie Schrader into Sammy Davis Jr. by the end of every night. Yeah. She. <laughs> As she drinks, she de-evolves. Her, her vision gets blurry, so she slowly closes one eye. Oh, I get that, and, too. Uh, I get that, yeah, gets, the half-brain thing. Real, yeah. You don't have to tell us. We were, we were there Sunday. <laughs> oh, yeah. God, you, you saw the uh, Sammy Davis Jr. show up at the uh, at the wedding of, of Andy. But, uh, yeah, so she she always has a good time, and we have we have great times. But it's neat to meet all these people, and they bring in speakers from different countries and, and all around the world that – get a chance to come in and kind of share thoughts and ideas with fans of all the TV shows and the, the paranormal radio programs like mine. And, yeah. and uh, we get to all be in one place and, and have this kind of brother and sisterhood going on. Is this a one-time-a-year thing, or is it all over the country? Well, there's different conferences that take place all over the country. Um, but I was going to mention, Catherine, you brought up Sage. Mm-hmm. I think it was you earlier. Mm-hmm. Um I did an investigation in Minnesota in Stillwater at the uh, place called the Warden's House. And I uh, did an investigation there. We did a smudging afterward to help clear the the location. And for people that aren't familiar with smudge sticks and sage, it has a very pungent odor to it. Yes. And it almost smells like like bad marijuana to me, Uh, which I know Doug is hard to believe there's something like bad marijuana out there but it's yeah, I've, I've college smelled. selling that stuff mister <laughs> nothing worse right. than bad geef <laughs> uh, so i'm driving home i end up having a sneezing fit so i'm weaving on the road and then uh i, I correct and all of a sudden the lights go on behind me <laughs> cop thinks i'm drunk driving because i'm weaving and i get pulled over oh, i'm God. not even i'm like oh this i'm gonna explain i sneezed i'm sorry and uh, so I, I get pulled over. I roll down my window. The cop leans down and he goes, Oh, been having fun tonight, huh? And I look around the car. I'm like, what does he know? I'm a ghost hunter. What I go. Yeah. Well, I was, you know, I just did a ghost hunt over at the, the warden's house in Stillwater. And he goes, uh-huh. And he goes, do you do anything else? I'm like, no. And I said, Oh, because of the weaving. I said, I'm sorry. I had a sneeze attack and I apologize. And he goes, uh-huh. And then he goes, I understand why you were sneezing. You want to step out of the car? Oh, jeez. I'm like, and I'm again, I'm totally baffled. I have no clue what he's thinking about. And as I start to get out of the car, I'm like, oh, no, I smell like sage. I smell like smoke stick, right? And I <laughs> climb out of the car. So it's funny. All the other investigators go driving by as I'm walking the yellow line, uh... putting my fingertips, you know, they're all laughing in hysterics as I get pulled over. Well, so, uh, they could the cop... have pulled over and said it's yeah. sage. Yeah. Oh, no. They, were, they all smelled like smudge stick, too. They oh. weren't going to go down. Oh. That and the fact that they all had Cheetos on their fingers and on their mouths, so they right would have even looked more. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, the cop, cop laughed pretty hard. I actually then showed him my trunk with all of the, the tools and gear and holy water in it, and he got a laugh out of it, and I let him smell the smudge stick, and then he was like, all right, go ahead, get on your way. But... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so I, I just was laughing. At, he's like, how much did you smoke tonight? I didn't smoke anything, I swear. Uh, so you have to be careful when you're out there investigating at night using a smudge stick for uh, protection. It may protect you from the oogity boogity, but don't get caught by the cops. They're going to think you were getting high. No. <laughs> Sage advice, indeed. <laughs> ha, ha, ha. Hey, that is uh, sage advice. I like that. Get it? Very nice. There you go. Yeah, well, I... Um, <laughs> Going back to the Holzer Files, because uh, I've watched a lot of paranormal shows. I mean, there's a plethora of shows out there. One thing I love about the Holzer Files <clears throat> is that they 
with the history and the background of the location, it gives a good narrative to the investigation itself. Now, a lot of these shows are more of just kind of the shock and awe of ghost investigating, and that's like just the minuscule part of being a paranormal investigator. You need to learn the history. You need to learn the background. Um, and sometimes you uncover things that were unbeknownst to other people that, you know, know about this location. I mean, sure. you, you've you uncovered, like, new revelations, even at the Whaley House, because you had those letters that, um, that were from the Whaley saying that they were being haunted. Not everybody knows that. So it's like sure. to uncover all these, like, little... It's it's like a an investigate like a police investigation. Sure, you know, yeah, you're coming is. across right. these evidence, and you you hear stories of oh, this person had a similar experience than this person, but they had no ties to one another, and I find that so interesting. And I lo- like Dave. I, I love the history part of it. That's my favorite part of the show is watching the history. I'm sorry, I I tuned out right after you said the one thing you love about the show and then my name didn't come right after that oh well yes so, no. <laughs> oh you have gone hollywood oh, as seen on tv dave schrader um that's right yeah no it, it, it's in the investigation and the research and the history and coming across these things and cindy k's our medium's really really good she comes in and like i know the basics i know the history that's out there i know what hans holzer came up against and it's it's interesting to watch her come in because she's blind. She has no clue where we're at or why we're there. And she just launches in on the baseline investigation to see what she can connect with. Mm-hmm. And my job is to sit there and take copious notes of everything she says. And I feel bad because she's like, uh, you know, Dave, does this make sense? Did, do you know anything about this? And I'm like, no, I've never heard that. And it's in none of the notes. And you feel bad because like you're, you're rejecting what she's picking up on. And then the next day I go do an interview with this, you know, historic uh, society person. And they tell me the story and they go, hey, by the way, our medium was picking up on this. Does it make sense? And they're like, oh, my God. Yeah. As a matter of fact. And then she was spot on. She knew something this guy wasn't even prepared to talk about. And it turns out to be an integral part of our story. And she's done that time and time again. And it's it's just astounding to be around that. And then we kind of go on this this chase to find the information she pulled out, the information we knew, and see if we can marry them together in a cohesive way. We don't just, we don't lick and stick and hope it's going to make sense. If it doesn't make sense, we discard it. If, if it connects, we're, we're on it and trying to put this narrative together. And, and it's, it's really remarkable. We've got a great team, Shane Pittman, our tech, who, who helps to orchestrate the experiments and does all the setup and, and evidence review. And then Gabe Roth, um, is our researcher. Gabe Roth's brother is Eli Roth, uh, the, the famous uh, producer, director, and behind many of the different horror movies. And, and um, Gabe is big in that field as well and has worked behind the scenes on, on TV and in movies. But he loves the paranormal and is so fascinated by this. And he gets to go through the files and find the stories that will allow us to come back in and reinvestigate. And that's been cool. And then Alexandra Holzer, the daughter of Hans Holzer, uh, you know, brought uh, brought out this information and reopened these case files for us to to go in. So it's been a real uh, treasure. And we get to hear, and, and something we get to do is bring the past into the present. We get to play old video footage of her father investigating. You're, you get to hear some of the old audio, which is chilling. When, she, when one of his mediums starts channeling, 
and you hear these creepy, breathy voices coming out of her. Uh, it, it's really freaky. But our listener and our viewers get to see these aspects of history, the original investigation tapes and videos and the letters and, and everything. So it's, it, it ties it together nicely, and I'm, I'm pretty proud of what we put together. Yeah, I and I think the production of of the show is done beautifully too. I mean, it's aesthetically, it's it's the visuals are great. I mean, it, it came together because you know I, you know, having Dave go off and film and do that stuff. You know, I get little. He tells me little snippets, nothing. Sure. You know, but just like what's going on, and you know, to see it all come together. I find that so interesting. I'm like, oh, wow, this is what you were doing this whole time while you were gone, and just to kind of see it. And I'm very proud of him, you know. Sure. I mean, it, it's hard because, you know. That's he, a big deal getting a show. Yeah. And, and you know, and I, and I also see behind the scenes of how hard he works, what he puts into it, you know, and all you, everybody else just gets to see what's on TV. Sure. So. Oh, and there's hours and hours of footage being shot that doesn't make it on. Mm-hmm. In the long hours, mm-hmm. and you know, and, and also he's you know putting everything he's got into his radio shows and everything. So, I am very proud of you, honey. Oh, thank you, sweetheart. I appreciate that, and I know I couldn't have done any of this without your guys' support. And you know, special thanks to Tom and and the family. All of you guys have been so great and supportive for allowing me to continue to uh, visit with you guys and share ghost stories and talk about the show. And it's, it's because people uh, like you let me into your lives uh, and onto your programs to do this, that they saw the relevance of having me as a part of this TV show. So I really do appreciate the love and support from uh, the Bernard family and, and uh, the program. So thank you guys so much for that. Well, you know, people who need people are the luckiest people in the world. <laughs> hey, Barbara. <laughs> You've missed your calling. You've missed your calling, Doug. You should really think about being a musician. <laughs> Touche. Yeah, so. No, it's, 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 it's great. We, I mean, it's all very interesting, and you guys are great people, so it's all good. Yeah, well, and if you're not even a believer in the paranormal, you can at least find the entertainment in it. You know what I mean? Because I'm a skeptical believer. Some of the things I'm like, yeah, I don't think so. But I'm just like, you know, and that and that makes it a, a lot funner to just kind of, you know, just watch. It's like sure. if, you know, if you don't believe in it, at least look at it as like it's a horror movie or something, you know, just for entertainment purposes. Um, but, uh, yeah, and, you know, Dave has Midnight in the Desert Monday through Friday. And that would be midnight to 3 a.m. Eastern. 11 to 2 a.m. Central. And then every weekend, you can go to Podcast One and find Beyond the Darkness. He work, And then he's got True Crime Tuesday on Tuesday. So he works eight days a week, literally. He well, you got a lot of kids. You got a lot of mouths to help feed. <laughs> yeah. I know. Yeah. I know. It's, you know, and I, and I always, you know, like right now, I couldn't go to Chicago with him because. I have all the kids, and yeah. we're moving. So I have them on task right now, moving stuff over to the new place. And, but, um, but yeah. Tell them to leave the ghost. Would you tell them to just <laughs> yeah. leave the old Take house. those with. Don't we don't need that it. problem. But, no. um, yeah. So he's, Sage incense. He's going to be in Chicago this weekend at the Chicago Paracon. I'm, um, I wish I could. I've never been to that one. I go to the Michigan Paracon, and that's in August. That's where I go in August, and we have a great time. And it's fun to li- have the listeners come up to you and tell you their stories, mm-hmm. and um, because a lot of people think they're crazy, and, and sometimes they just want to have a voice, have a voice, and to tell somebody without being judged sure. by an experience that they've had. 
and um, and Dave's really good at helping people give give them that voice so they you know because like on uh, Beyond the Darkness you can call it, what what is the tagline for is it Beyond the Voice we have our voices from Beyond voicemail where you can call and tell us your stories and we'll actually put them on our radio show uh, mm-hmm. so if your listeners would like to call six five one three zero zero four nine seven seven that's six five one three zero zero four nine seven seven you can leave up to a three minute uh story of something strange and unusual that happened whether it's ghosts angels demons ouija board experiences ufos bigfoot alien abductions whatever you've got we want to hear it and if your story is longer than three minutes just hang up and call back and keep keep going with the story we'll put it all together and air it on an upcoming show or just email me your stories if you want to do that you can email them at dave at darknessradio.com, and we read those stories every Saturday on our show. We'll share uh, share a bunch of the different uh, personal encounters from our listeners. Yeah, and the and the best way to find out everything that is Dave Schrader, just go to darknessradio.com. Everything's listed there from all of his radio shows to even the Holzer files. So, um, yeah, but um, I'll let you go because I know you're busy today. But Well, thank sure- you. <laughs> Make sure Thank you, you for the nepotism and allowing me to come on. And, uh, and hey, we're just loaded time. with nepotism at this show. I know. Well, it's all the family. It's all the family. Keeping it in the family. So thank you, and uh, and uh, thank you guys for your time and support. And keep watching the Holzer Files every Thursday on the Travel Channel. Between now and December, we'll be airing every Thursday night. Thank you, guys. Well, love you, honey. You. I love you, too. we got to take a quick commercial break. Oh. We will be right back. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Saber and Bryant, whatever it takes. Northern Metal Fab right off the interstate in Baldwin, Wisconsin is a custom job shop specializing in large-scale projects. Northern Metal Fab is now hiring for all positions, including welders, painters, and inspectors to provide quality craftsmanship to their customers. Northern Metal Fab is growing, and their growth is your opportunity. Northern Metal Fab offers competitive pay, excellent benefits, and more. Apply online today at nmfinc.com. That's nmfinc.com. Northern Metal Fab is an equal opportunity employer. Clock, Maybe it's possessed. I don't think so. Ugh. I think it's you. It is me. <laughs> it's your bad energy, Cassie. Oh, you it's have. Oh, you have to produce and host and do all this stuff. I'm not going to work for you. <laughs> you know. So, but well, yeah, um, we could have hosted. <laughs> yeah. True. So, have any of you had any paranormal experiences? Well, I don't want to think. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Perhaps. I've had one. I've had maybe unexplained stuff. As yeah, I, I moved in when I was in college. I moved into this um, very old house on Robert Street in St. Paul, mm-hmm. right over the right over the bridge down there. And, oh, um, you know, there's a restaurant down there that supposedly was haunted. Oh, really? Yep, it just closed like a couple of years ago. It was right when you come over the bridge. If you're heading towards West St. Paul on the right side of the road, is that the four four paw? No, four no, paws is, four paws on, is that's, that's haunted Como. too. Yeah. Right, four pauses up by Como. 
That's supposed uh, to no, be No, Four Paws is in, uh, it's right in the old part of downtown St. Paul. What, which one am I thinking it's, of? It, oh, Muffaletta or something. Yeah, like Muffaletta is uh, up in St. Uh, that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. Well, anyway, so I lived there with a bunch of people, and there was all kinds of weird things that went on in that house. And now, see, I, I'm like, is it just because the house was really old? You know? And spooky? Yeah. It was like you'd come home. That is interesting home. because you never hear about a Starbucks being haunted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or a like brand new brand build. New, yeah, yeah, exactly. Really. Unless it's built on a in some sort of Indian mound or yeah, burial ground so or something. Go to Chick-fil-A. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, everybody goes to that. Like if, if it's a new build and it gets haunted, it's automatically Indian burial ground. Yeah. But, exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, we would just have odd things like... Um, yeah, you know, we like kind of assign jobs to everybody. It's like you water the plants, mm-hmm. you do the, you know, just uh, typical housekeeping things. And um, the plants would be so overwatered that there would just be water just pooling all over the floor. And it's like, did you water the plants today? Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. I mean, it's a bunch of college kids. Who knows? Maybe they were drunk high. Who knows? (laughs) But that was weird. Mm -hmm. And then we would have the furnace on like, you know, 70 or something. Mm -hmm. And it was always, it would, not always, but sometimes it would just all of a sudden just be freezing in that house, Mm -hmm. even though the furnace said it was 70 Mm -hmm. on the thermostat. And... You know, and so of course everybody's like, "It's because it's haunted." Because yeah. well, you could call Dave Schrader or Steve from Saber Eating and Plumbing. Yeah, yeah. well, we didn't <laughs> own the house, and we, we were also very young, and he probably shouldn't have even been renting to you know seventeen, eighteen-year-olds. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. yeah, probably not a good idea. And um, just some odd things would happen in that house, and I just everybody thought, of course, because it was an old weird house that it was haunted, but I don't, yeah. I don't know for sure. And then when I was very young. Right after my grandfather died, I went to bed, and I woke up, and this could just be the power of, you know, a 12-year-old's mind. Um, I swear I saw my grandfather. Mm-hmm. Probably my phone. Oh, Sorry. Somebody... I'll put it on the floor. And that could just be because, you know, you've got an over, you know, active imagination. You're mm-hmm. young. It's your first time somebody died you know i i don't know but did it happen right after his passing like that no like a couple days afterwards that but see they say that's usually common especially with family members they they will make an appearance shortly after passing toots a couple he saw her right after yeah soon after and sometimes it's just kind of their way of saying i'm okay you know or just hello i'm okay don't worry about me you know or the skeptic in me wishful thinking Mm mm-hmm you yeah, know, unfinished business. Yeah, um, I don't know. I mean, I have a hard time. It is hard. most everything was. I mean, those kinds of things I think could be explained by emotional distress. Mm-hmm. But you know, being pushed over by you know just standing there. That's yeah. a little, that's a little bit. And that's more the intense. clip that they've put Weird. out there on, with the Holzer files. They've put out a clip of Dave getting hit. And um, yeah, that's, that's really hard for me that's to watch. That's creepy. It's yeah. hard because I see my husband get yeah. hit and like fall down. It's like, oh my god, you know. Yeah. Like, it, that to me is more um, distressing than actually knowing that a ghost did it to him. But you know, because we had a guest that we connected with from you that lived in that house that the entities were very violent. Yes, 
And that's really scary stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, uh, where you're Casper getting... the Friendly Ghost would be great. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah. All Please. I do is I tell, if I have, if, if I feel like there's ghosts in my place, I said, well, whatever. You're living here rent-free, so pull your weight, get some cleaning done. <laughs> yeah, don't do leave something. the lights on. <laughs> right. And stuff like that. And don't and... raid the fridge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, I've had quite a few paranormal experiences. Some are more profound than others. But, like, I've seen a shadow person at the Palmer house and I was doing this experiment called the psychomantium where you have a low level it's like one light source and it's just low level so and you stand in front of a mirror or it's called like mirror scrying and you just stand there and you have a candle below you and that's the only light source in the room and you just you find a fixed point to look at and you just kind of let your mind release and just kind of take in the the quietness of the environment and just have the experience Mm -hmm. because sometimes things happen some people have seen apparitions in the mirror Um, sometimes people's face changes and stuff like that now I saw my face change but I think what it was was my eyes adjusting to dark and Mm -hmm. the light source underneath me Um, I've had two experiences doing that in two separate times and this was all at the Palmer House Hotel during one of Dave's Darkness Radio events. And I was sta- the first experience I had, which was very odd, I was standing there and I could, I could feel a presence to the left of me, behind my shoulder, like standing really close. I didn't feel it was evil, but I felt it was mischievous, like it was going to, you know, play a prank or, you know, that Pull your kind- hair and run away. Yeah, type of yeah. thing. And I just, I had that, you know icky feeling about it and I just felt it getting closer and closer you know how like if you have your eyes closed and you can sense somebody's like right yeah. in your face mm-hmm. that's what I felt and all of a sudden I'm standing there and I could feel something come up to my ear it was like this staticky uh, feeling in my on the left side of my face and ear and all of a sudden this thing whispered into my ear and normally you would expect it to say, get out, or something evil like that. It went, you go, girl. And I'm like, wait a minute. Did I just get the ghost of, like, RuPaul? It yeah. sounded like a guy, like a drag queen, like a guy trying to sound like a chick. It sounded like a drag queen. And I was like, <laughs> very specific. I was very, <laughs> I was very that's how I would, specific I would it was. I love a drag queen You're ghost. standing on my foot. I know, it just goes, you go, girl. And I'm like, Wait a minute. <laughs> Did it just tell me you go, girl? Weird. I was waiting to hear a snap of a fingers or something. But that was one experience. And then a different time, I Weird. was doing the same psychomantium experiment. And I could hear um, in the basement of the Palmer House, it's all like cement floor. And you know how you kind of get dirt and gravel mm-hmm. on cement? You could hear somebody shuffling that kind of scratchy. Mm-hmm. I started hearing that coming towards me on my right. And I'm thinking, please be a ghost, please be a ghost. I was worried, like, oh, God, is it a rat or something? <laughs> you know? <laughs> I'm in the dark. I don't want to. Could have been fu- blood from the slaughterhouse next yeah. door. Yeah. Oh, God, gross. And tissue. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and fat. <laughs> but I didn't feel anything evil or anything like that. And it just kind of kept getting closer and closer. All of a sudden, I felt a hand on the back, cradled the back of my head like a mom would hold her infant child's head, that gentle mm-hmm. just kind of cradle. And it was very loving and light feeling. I didn't. I just let the experience happen. I didn't freak out. I just stood there, stared at the mirror, and took it all in. 
and then the hand I could feel the hand pull away from my head and then all of a sudden I saw a shadow person walk from one corner of the room to the next and it just and I just said hello and it just went away that was my first shadow person experience but it was a good one it was mm-hmm. I it felt like it was a very loving presence I didn't feel threatened at all or anything like that um so I don't know what that was about and then I could smell like perfume all of a sudden so I think it was a woman yeah I don't know who um but uh that was that was a really profound experience for me I I really take every experience I have I try and you know, either write it down or, you know, log it some, somehow. Yeah. Because I, I find these um, experiences, like, I want to try and compare them to other ones that I have and sure. see if there's a correlation. Because after my mom's passing two years ago, um, I've had some experiences with her. I haven't seen her or anything, but I have auditorily heard her in my ear. Wow. Which is very weird. And it just happened to me a couple weeks ago. And it's like, I feel like she's trying to reach out and tell me something, but I, because I've seen her, I've had dreams with her in it, and they're very vivid dreams where she's trying to tell me something, but I can't hear her. Mm. And it's very frustrating for yeah. me, because I'm like, God, I just want to, because like shortly after she died, I, I was, this is when I was still living in my apartment, and I was just about to fall asleep, and all of a sudden I heard her, like, yell, like she's trying to get my attention, and and I just, I was like, what the heck? And then a couple of weeks ago it happened again, but she said my name. I could clearly hear her say my name. And so I don't know if I should go to a medium to see if there's something she's trying to reach out and tell me. It seems me. like you know plenty of them. I so know, right? But the problem a... is I know a lot of them and they know a lot of background on oh. me. You know, I need somebody who's, you know, doesn't really know anything about me and, you know, because I don't want the... Most of the ones that I know, they're legit. I mean, they're really good mediums. You know, you have Chip Coffee from Kindred Spirits, who's um, a fantastic medium. And, um, you know, even Brett Butler is, you know, mm-hmm. Brett Butler from mm-hmm. Grace Under Fire. She is, she has medium abilities oh, as well. I didn't know that. Yeah. So, um, but, so. yeah, it, it, I think it's kind of cool. and. It, and people who want to inv- start investigating, just know what you're doing before you go ahead and just... Yeah. Yes. But what what's dangerous, too, is a lot of these people go in these abandoned places, and they're not safe to be in. Like, physically not safe to be in. You know? Yeah. So, some of these places, you find out there's asbestos falling from the ceiling oh, yeah. and, you know, stuff like that. So if, you're, if you want to start ghost hunting, your best bet is to find a group, a paranormal group, that sometimes they'll take you know, people. I, no interest in ghost hunting because I'd be flipped out. I it's like <laughs> I couldn't I'm, do it. I'd be like, ah! I'd love to. I love like haunted stuff and ghost mm-hmm. stuff and all that. But like the stuff around this time of year, like the Halloween, like the soap factory thing, where you know people are gonna jump out at you and all that stuff. I hate it. Mm-hmm. Like paranormal stuff, I really like, but people jumping out at me and trying to scare me, I don't like because it's like. It makes it worse knowing that they're coming. Mm-hmm. Whereas yeah, if that's it's how parano- I feel. With paranormal stuff, it's like something could happen, something couldn't happen. That's, you never that's know. Like I, that's why I don't like scary movies because I know things are going to jump out. So I'm just it waiting for worse. something to yeah, jump like, out. So it makes a lot worse because well, I'm anticipating it. <laughs> like when we do EVP sessions, that's electronic voice phenomena. That's where you don't hear anything with your physical ear, but these, you know, 
voice recorders will pick up, you know, voices that you can't hear because the mics are so good. And, um, you know, I try and ask questions because I can't imagine being a ghost in a haunted place for, I don't know, hundreds of years getting asked the same questions over and over again. What's your name? How many are here? Are you upset? What are the winning lotto numbers? <laughs> I, try, I try and have a conversation with them. as Because, you know, if, if you believe in spirits and stuff, they were real people. They were alive. So I try and treat them as such. Um, what you need, buddy? Oh, thank you. Um, but, you know, I try to treat them as if, you know, they're sitting right in front of me and I'm having a conversation. Like, you know hey, you know, what did you do today? Or what's your favorite thing to do while you're here? And stuff like that. But we should try and get, like, a Palmer House weekend. That'd be fun. I would totally do that. Oh, we love the Palmer House. I could barely stand the presence of possible bed bugs. I to keep (laughs) the light on all night. Bed bugs are way worse than ghosts. I would much rather take ghosts than bed bugs. Yeah, bed bugs, you practically have to burn your house down. We have a minute left. Do you want to share your... You said you saw a ghost. I didn't see a ghost. I was you something about Andy ghosts. and I once were playing cards, and we pretended that Grandpa, who we had never met, died before we both were born. Tom's dad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We pretended that he was playing with us, and I said, Grandpa, it's your turn. And the cards, like, organized, flipped over. Oh, really? Does Andy no. remember this? I don't know. I think so. We were in the playhouse, and I, yeah, I, like, set out a thing for him. And I was actually playing by myself with him, and then Andy came, and I dealt him in, and then... Yeah, I remember saying, Grandpa, it's your turn, and then the cards. This is in Dayton? Yeah, in the playhouse in Dayton. What game were you playing? Crazy Eights. <laughs> That's very weird. Yeah, super weird. Wow. So you were playing with your grandpa, and yeah. then Andy came in, so then now you had three people playing, basically. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Yeah, and Dan's had a something, too. He's like, I never believed in ghosts growing up, never. Like, his family is not at all, like, mm-hmm. They're no. His mom's religious, but they're not like spirit, oh. spooky people. But yeah, and then he had this thing happen in college, and he's like, "Now I 100 percent believe in ghosts for sure." That's <laughs> like, awesome. Yeah, right, we so. need to take a break. Tom here for my friends at Walzer Automotive Group with some exciting news. Walzer's rolling out Walzer Care on new and most used cars they sell in Minnesota. Well, Walzer Care is a powertrain warranty with coverage for 10 years or 150,000 miles. Powertrain coverage is like major medical coverage for your car. Engines, transmissions, all the really expensive stuff is covered. In addition, Walzer Care includes 24-hour roadside assistance. Lock your keys in your car, run out of gas, have a flat tire. Guess what? Walzer has your back. The best thing about Walzer Care? It's free with purchase. That's right, I said free. So, if you're shopping for a new or used Subaru, Honda, Nissan, Mazda, Toyota, Buick, GMC, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, Ram, Hyundai, or Chevrolet, see my friends at Walzer and get Walzer Care for free. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw and Bryant. So what's the latest? Well, the latest is we're representing people who are injured through no fault of their own. Uh, people come to us. We talk to them about what their rights are. We talk to them about things that, you know, adjusters would call them up and ask them about. And we represent people in order to get them justice for the injured. And have been for a long time. Very, very successful. No question. I, I, you know, I do meet a lot of your clients. They come up to me on the street and whatever, and they talk about this, that, or the other thing. And they both say... Why do you guys hang out with Doug Sprinthal? And I just had no answer for <laughs> He just looks away, you big baby. In any case, that's the whole deal. So people 
they got any problem whatsoever, personal injury or other legal problems, whatever, they just reach out to Brad, Sean, Bryant. Yeah, Joe and I have both been president of the trial lawyers for the state, so we talk to people about all sorts of issues. The consultation is always free, and that's what we do. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean, Bryant. I love this song. It's a good good song. song. Catchy song. Indeed. Ladies and gentlemen, the day it finally happens, alien contact, dinosaur parks, immortal humans, and other possible phenomena. Mike Pearl, how are you? I am great. Thanks for having me on the show. It's great having you on from a Vice Magazine columnist whose beat is the future. Your beat's the f- That's pretty good. Have, your beat is the future. I like that. Can't be wrong. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, it's, Nobody it's knows. Fun, yeah. Yeah, you're never wrong, Mike. <laughs> Think about that. That's, you're right, yeah. As long as I don't predict things too specifically, I'm never right. Yeah, so, well, yeah, there you go. So how did this all start, the book, I mean? Um, well, well, the, 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 book is, the book is fun to read, I promise. But it all started um, when I was uh, doing some reporting that was um, where I was reporting my own fears. I was reporting the, the scariest topics I could find for me in particular. And I kind of discovered that if I headed in the direction of whatever scared me most and I investigated the facts, that um, even if the facts were really scary, I would come away less anxious. I have, I have a, an anxiety disorder. And, uh, and so I kind of wanted, wanted to spread that around. It's not a self-help book, but I kind of wanted right. to spread it around because I think it's fun to read. Because you have anxiety, uh, do, you, do you find facing your fears is by far the best way to tackle it? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah. the, the best example from my past was I used to be terrified of uh, pit bulls, and then I investigated pit bull attacks, and I found, I found out the things that are scary about them. But, I, but a lot of things that I believed about pit bull attacks weren't true. Not a lot of people actually die from pit bull attacks. You can be injured, but you won't die. So as scary as it is to be attacked by a dog, when I learned, a lot of, when I learned more truth about it, I became a lot less scared, and now I, you know, I pet pit bulls all the time. So, you know, that, that, that sort of thing works for me. I don't know about anybody else, but it worked for me. Now, do you like pit bulls? Oh, yeah, absolutely. They're really good dogs. I mean, dogs. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't get one myself. They're me a bit neither. big for my house. But, but they are really nice dogs, though, if you don't make oh, them. Oh, are they really? They really are. They're the okay. sweetest dogs in the world. My, yeah, no, yeah they are. They, they, they are very nice. They can be very nice. Mike, was there any specific incident in your life? Did you lose someone or did something happen to you that brought on the anxiety? Uh, it's been with me ever since I was a. It's been with me ever since I was a little kid. Actually, uh, it's just. I guess it was just kind of something I was born into. Oh, okay. As far as a, right. as far as an originating um, an event for the the inspiration of the book, there was this. Um, there was that terrible shooting in San Bernardino a few years ago, yeah. and I was I reported on the scene <clears throat> when that was happening, um, and uh, oh, that was it was awful. You know the. The, the shootout, the sort of military-style shootout in the streets of, of the, this city where I grew up, you know. Um, and, that, and, that, and so there's a, there's a chapter in the book on the day that the U.S. bans guns, which itself would actually be pretty scary. Yeah. But, I mean, that, that, that kind of, that kind of uh, event leading to another was, was kind of what got me to the actual writing of the book. I think it's terrific, to tell you the truth. I, uh, I have, actually have a lot of anxiety myself. Um, it's not that easy to deal with. People, I don't think, really understand unless you have an anxiety disorder what the deal is. Matter of fact, I'm on, I'm on medical THC because of it, because of my anxiety. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, on, 
I'm on non-medical THC because of my anxiety. <laughs> well, um, wait a minute. Where do you live, Mike? And I'll tell you if it's non-medical. I live in, I live in uh, Southern California. Okay, so you're good. <laughs> you know, yeah. I, tried, I tried. It gave me more anxiety. No, you got to do it right. It can right. do that. It can definitely yeah. do that. Oh, God, yeah. I yes. mean, if you take it. Maybe take it right before you go to sleep, yep. and then uh, you wake up, you, your anxiety is reduced it, the next day. It gave day. me heart palpitations, and then that gave me anxiety. Yeah, no, I could oh. see that. <laughs> you just can't win, yeah. I could see that. I like the fact, that Mike, that instead of running and hiding or just, you know, wringing your hands, you went out and said, well, what is there to be afraid of? I think, what's the future hold? I think that's very, very smart that you did that. Yeah, and I mean, the future holds good and bad things. I think people mm-hmm. kind of look... A lot of people look at the news, and depending on your depending on your your outlook, depending on your political perspective, I think a lot of people just look at the news right now and they think oh, it's just bad, it's bad, yep. it's bad, it's just going to get worse and worse and worse and worse. And you know, history doesn't bear that out. Nope. The future is going to be a mix of good and bad. You know, so the book is about possibilities, good and bad, and and, 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 to, and to me, it's best to think about them. You know. You know, and that's exactly why I approach life myself. What we try, I do a morning talk show as well as this show. And on both shows, I try to tell people we do not all hate one another like the news and Hollywood and politicians want you to believe. We do not hate one another. Uh, I'm not saying you should go out and start hugging people in the street. but What could go wrong? I, I, it just, I really <laughs> wish people weren't. I wish people couldn't make money off of our fear and anxiety. That would be really nice if that couldn't. Oh, me too. Time. You know? Yeah. I mean, it's something that I keep coming back to in the book is I think every time somebody thinks about something, we, you know, in the book, there's a chapter on when we run out of antibiotics. There's a chapter on, um, mm-hmm. again, there's a chapter on the day that, that guns are banned in the U.S., the all of these various uh, nightmare scenarios, you know, a nuclear war, these kinds of things. Right. And, um, and, and I think when, when people talk about them, they have a tendency to say, oh, it's a few steps from chaos, and then we all turn on each other, and then we all start murdering each other for, for food and water. <laughs> and, uh, and I think that's an assumption. I think yeah. maybe that will happen in some places, but maybe there is it, is it impossible to imagine us cooperating? Is it impossible to imagine us loving each other? You know, it's it's... I mean, of course, there will, there will always be war, but can there yeah. also be unity with it? You know, that would be nice. I don't know. I've been I've had two situations where I've been in complete chaos. I was in both the Rodney King riots and I was in the Liberty oh, City wow. riots in Miami. And the Rodney King riots, I was right there on Crenshaw. And I have to say, there was no. Uh, <laughs> There was nobody united. (laughs) It was was every man for himself, and it was sure. But I mean, my my uh, my my temple where I attend is is right there in in Koreatown, right there in the heart of the riots. And and people ran into the people ran in, worked together to go in there and get the Torah and protect it. You know, so there's good stories that come from it as well. There's cooperation. Let's not forget. I didn't see much. <laughs> I was actually getting sure. gas. It didn't when, make the news. I was getting gas when, on a motorcycle when the worst thing you could be on well, when, it, when it all completely broke loose and everybody went crazy. At least Football Williams didn't hit you in the head with a brick. Well, I had a helmet on. <laughs> well, that's good. <laughs> that was smart. That was really, really good. Um, do you think, Mike, the day it finally happens, alien contact, do you think they'll go, when the aliens come down, they'll go, look, let's talk to everybody except for Mike and Tom because they've just got all this anxiety, so it'll just be a pain in the ass. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I, would, I would love it if they, if they, uh, if they talked to me. I, 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 for me, aliens is not something that I'm instinctively afraid of. Right. I would love it. I think me it would either. be great to, to talk to them. 
Um, the, the sad thing about the aliens, though, is that, is that if, they, if they exist, the odds are they're too far away for us to ever uh, say hello back. If we ever get that hello signal, it's probably coming from somewhere in distant, distant yeah, space that we can yeah. never reach. Mm. And that's sort of the sad thing. If we ever get that hello, it, it'll maybe be from an alien race that's already dead. That's the, that's the depressing yeah. fact. No, you're absolutely right. They probably no longer even exist. You're absolutely right about that. I will tell you, my yeah. lovely wife is here, and she about once a month goes, is there like a reptile inside that human skin in you? What is the problem? So, you know. It's. I have my own alien contact in my own brain. Believe me, just the way it I'm, is. I'm making it's, it's. It is as if I'm making alien contact right now. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly. I'll tell right. you what, if, if, if we did aliens did come and if it went negative and they came in to attack the world, it would unite this world. I would think so. <laughs> it would definitely. It would be a- sure. I mean, yeah. That's uh, not 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 to spoil in any detail, but that's uh, the the Watchmen TV show. There's a there's a bit of that there's a bit of that conversation in 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 that uh, in that new show. Um, yeah, I mean, a lot of people a lot of people do have that that idea that that some kind of um, a pandemic or, or or something like that, right, something right. a zombie apocalypse. You know, in Max Brooks's World War Z, there there was a lot of sort of like, well, now it's us against the zombies. Um, sort sort of thing where like you know this is a, a sort of unity is is actually achieved through something like that. So yeah, I, I don't disagree. That is definitely one are, way of looking. We at. are due for a new plague coming too. A new what? A new plague. There hasn't a been new, a plague. A, a new plague? Yeah, yeah I mean there's a whole right there's, there's a whole there's wait. a whole section on uh, on plague in the book. I mean, I went in, I went to India to investigate right. how how plague is. Uh, how plague is dealt with for the book because that's you know something that's treated with antibiotics and antibiotic resistant plague would be very very scary. Yeah, oh, you go back in the time scale, we're actually due right now for a massive plague. Yeah, we are. Yeah, we are. We are. But the uh, you know, and and as awful as that would be, the good news is that at least we know how plague is spread, unlike our yeah. our yeah. ancestors. And and even without drugs, that that knowledge is extremely useful. Public health. It, public health is, a, is public health involves a lot more than just antibiotic drugs, and and you know we I'm not saying it would be I'm not saying it would be a, a fun time if the plague came to the U S. Right. Uh, it, it is currently in places like Madagascar where they currently are dealing with this God. like terrible ancient disease, um, but it, it, it wouldn't be good. <laughs> I'll tell you, it wouldn't be good. But it wouldn't be the end of us. It wouldn't be the end of us. We we would pull through. No, that's true. And and as Mike already told me, that'll all happen in the Eastern Hemisphere anyway, so what the hell? <laughs> no, he didn't say that. I just made that up. Actually. It actually probably would yeah. start there. It would. Oh, there's no question start in the Eastern Hemisphere. There's no There's no doubt about that. Um, yeah, taking I mean, in, oh, I got to read this this paragraph because this is a great paragraph in the descriptor of your book. Taking inspiration from his uh, virally popular Vice column. Uh, how scared should I be? Mike Pearl in the day it finally happens games uh, out many of the could it really happen scenarios we've all speculated about assigning a, a probability rating taking us through how it would unfold. He explores what would likely occur in dozens of possible scenarios among them the final failure of antibiotics. We just talked about that the loss of the world's marine life. That is not good news. A complete ban on guns in the U.S. That's an interesting take Mike that you look at that as a uh, as a bad thing. It uh, it would have its it would have its ups and downs. Certainly. Yeah, it I mean, would. uh, it wouldn't it would be it would be a very weird day uh, if if we started banning guns because on one hand, 
Um, on the one hand, it's kind of politically unimaginable. Guns, right. are, guns are just too popular. People yes. love them. They're yes. the most. They're arguably the most popular hobby in America. Uh, so a ban, if if our democracy remained in place and <clears throat> guns were banned, we would our attitudes towards them would have to be completely different uh, oh, yeah. for, for that to happen. Um, so you know, just just imagining that America <clears throat> is very strange. And of course, even then, there'd be people who wouldn't let them go. And if anybody's ever going to be able to wage civil war, it would be, you know, the gun fans. Yeah, I think that's uh, so, you know. be our least of our worries because I don't think it can happen in our lifetime. Yeah, probably not. It probably couldn't. You're absolutely right. <laughs> absolutely right. Too but, you know, guns. in the book, in the book, I in the book, I talk about all these scenarios, not in terms of their probability, but in terms of their plausibility. Right. And a, and a gun ban may not be probable. I'll give you that. But it's plausible. And, and that's why I write about it. God, Mike, I have to read all your stuff now. You just picked up a big fan. Climate 2050 predictions? I love that. Oh, yeah, those articles are there. Well, those, that's some of the scariest stuff I've written. I, wanna, I, I bet. I, I want to ask you one thing. I saw, I saw recently there was, there was so many bugs in one swarm that it came up on radar, that, and it was like it was its own weather. Is no, it was that, ducks. No, this was bugs. The one there I read was 600,000 ducks, too. No, this was bugs. This was yeah. ladybugs. Jesus. Is, is, is it possible we could get, like, completely infested by bugs at one point? Because yeah. <laughs> that would be disgusting. I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> I'm so glad you asked. Yes, absolutely. I mean, a lot, <laughs> of, people think, a lot of people think uh, bugs are bugs are all going to be gone because of climate change. Mm. And no, uh, no, no, it's going to be much no. more of a mixed bag than that. We're going to yes. see bigger bugs. In, in many cases, a lot of bugs are going to decline in their populations, and a lot of bugs are going to change elevation. Um, so you're going to see, so places where you're not accustomed to having a certain insect, you're all of a sudden going to be swarmed with them because uh, the climate well, determined well, that, that they need that, to be at this temperature and not this. That temperature. just happened a couple uh, months ago. Las Vegas got literally invaded by grasshoppers. The whole strip, and they had to close. Yeah, well, we're going to start all the seeing a lot more of that. Are oh, we going to see more yep. of that, Mike? You think? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to happen. But, but the, 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 you know, insect population, wherever you live, that your, your, city, your city is actually an insect city. You know, the, the insect population is the real population yeah. of the place yeah. where you live. That yeah. And it's just going to be bugs. <laughs> yeah. Can't so it's just it. going to be in flux for the rest of our lives. Yeah. Makes total sense. The day it finally happens, Alien Contact, Dinosaur Parks, Immortal Humans, and Other Possible Phenomenon. The book is available everywhere. Mike Pearl, terrific guest. Thank you, sir. Thank you. This was really fun. I that was a it. lot of fun. Absolutely. And don't have forget, Baruch Adonai. That's all I have to say to you. <laughs> Thanks a lot, man. Have a great day. Thank you. Thank you. Mike Pearl, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, that's the rather... bug thing freaks me out. Man. Oh, it's terrifying. I, I never had until I moved to your guy's house and the, when the box odor bugs come. That's enough to gross me out. Imagine billions of them. They're all over Minnesota, box uh, odor bugs. Well, I don't, I don't have them anymore. You will. I got rid of them. Yes, you will. No, I won't. Yes, you will. Because you know what? I see 100 of them every day dead on the ground. Because well, I got some stuff from North Dakota and it'll never come mm, to my house. Yeah. Well, well, if you grow another right. arm. We'll be right back. A couple minutes with the family. Tom Bernard here with my buddy and CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. Michael, this is a tough time for businesses, not only in the Twin Cities, but all over right now. Can you tell me a little bit about what North American Banking Company is doing for your customers? Tommy at the bank, we're helping businesses with all of our tools at our disposal. Lenders are working as long as it takes with our customers to help them through these tough times. 
We've processed well over 300 loans for customers and funded over $70 million through the SBA's Paycheck Protection Program. Through our payment deferment program, our current customers were able to skip one, two, or even four payments with no penalty. Finally, being a locally owned and operated bank, we're able to move quickly and take action for our customers when they need us most. Why not bank with my banker? God, I can't tell you how great <laughs> it is working with Billski. Did you record that, Andy? Could you send that to me? <laughs> North American Banking Company, a better banking experience. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. There's no better time than now to ditch your contacts and pitch your glasses. Whiting Clinic is the place I trusted to do this for me, and it's not just me. There's a reason Whiting Clinic is the number one LASIK practice in the United States. Dr. Whiting's unsurpassed experience, the most advanced Contura laser technology, and lifetime coverage are all backed by Whiting Clinic's best price guarantee. Being the experts they are, they wanted to make sure you have the very best for your eyes, just like I did. Call now for Whiting Clinic's $500 off LASIK savings. If you're like me, not a big fan of glasses and contact lenses, then it's time you found out if you're a candidate for LASIK. And Whiting Clinic is definitely the place to go. Call 855-554-2020 today or visit whitingclinic.com to set up your free LASIK consultation. Remember to tell them that I sent you and save $500 on your LASIK. Offer good for a limited time. Call Whiting Clinic for details. Good for both eyes only. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Oh, Ghostbusters. Not quite. No, <clears throat> not quite. This is zombie, what, isn't it? White zombie? Zombie. Rob Zombie? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you can totally he's, tell. He's got the, the best apocalyptic music ever. He makes the worst movies I I've know. ever oh, seen. Oh, God. Yeah. His he movies goes, are dreadful. He goes over the top. He really yeah, does. They're yeah. really bad. They're really over the they're top. They're really bad. Okay, <clears throat> I'm going to go around the table and you tell me if you own this business, how you would feel about this. Okay, yeah. you know those those. I don't know. I, I don't even know if we have them in Minnesota anymore. But they're they're car washes that you pull your car in. There's a hose. You wash your own car. Do we still have any of those around here? A couple. Yeah. We do. Yeah. I think there's one out on 55. There's a couple. Oh, there I, is. I, I think so. I actually sometimes like them because you can spray your motor and get all the grease off it where nobody else. Would they do that. usually still oh. have those like for like bigger trucks, like utility trucks. Yeah. Right. Trucks. Well, That's no, what this no, was. You can find them in, in kind of shady neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. This yeah. was a uh, the, one of the, the ones that Cassie was talking about. Coin op. Yeah, they're coin op. But a guy decided he was going to wash his truck, pulled his truck in there. He's going to wash his truck, and he had a bit a little little bit left uh, of the load in his truck, and he decided, well, I may as well dump that out, get uh, you know get rid of the uh, the rest of my load there, and uh, clean the truck, and everything's good. So he did, and he left, and guess what he dumped into the car wash's drain? Oil. No. Concrete. Oh no! <laughs> what an a-hole. Wet concrete. Oh, he poured it all right down the drain, and of course it hardened just, and destroyed the actually, business. Oh that's God. actually a Philly. It's actually a Philly thing, man. If you have a grievance with a restaurant or a bar, you sneak in a bag of concrete and you put it in the toilet. <laughs> A lot of people. Uh, what is wrong with you people? That, yeah, what's wrong with you people, LA? <laughs> That's a Philly thing, man. How Philly's about a that, concrete though? town, man. A lot of mas- a lot of masonries in concrete. Yeah, <laughs> that's, all, concrete that's all mobby. This guy yeah, the thought concrete it was a, business. Yeah. No, he's being sued, by the way. That business is being sued because the guy said, "I have no option. I, I can't. Well, absolutely, insurance won't pay for it." Why well, not? See, I don't know. They you know, won't do it. The reason why most of those car washes are gone because they passed the law that you have to recycle the water. Oh yeah, okay. For car washes, 
So the modern-day car washes is all recycled water. I see. So those old-school car washes, your grandfather didn't until you break down or you don't go, or you go out of business. And then until you, you have can't, con- can't concrete in your drain. <laughs> yeah. yeah. you got to fold it up. Yeah, so if he has to close, he's done. Either the, the, the truck driver was a moron or a complete a-hole. Or did it on purpose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was yeah. one or the other. Yeah. What he's either it? an idiot or an a-hole. One either way, he's an a-hole. Yeah, that's true. Either no way, he's an a-hole. Or he's, really, he's probably just really stupid. Yeah, just, probably just really stupid. You should have gotten the radio. <laughs> he probably just didn't realize that concrete's going to clog the drain. How do you not know it's going to harden? <laughs> yeah. You it's had so to have put like a whole bag of concrete down there. Like, quick oh, this mix. was wet concrete. It actually was already was concrete wet concrete. Oh. So it just hardened right away. No. Oh. <laughs> What a jerk. I mean, how do these people get up and get dressed in the morning? I don't know. One time, my, one time my mother-in-law poured a bunch of dried potato flakes down her um, Not a good disposal. idea. Not a and good plan. And then like plan. two days later, they all Bubbled potatoes up. came <laughs> <laughs> Crawling potatoes. And were like seeping <laughs> out of. That's yeah, nice. It was really bad. Why not just put that in the garbage? I don't, I don't know. All right. she I, just... need, I need a guess from everybody. <laughs> She's like, don't you, ever you do that. you got to go with Pennsylvania. And then the rest of us will go with Minnesota. Um, what is the number one trick-or-treat candy in Pennsylvania? Oh, I... And they're all on here. In so. Pennsylvania? And what, well, no, you, get, you have to guess Hershey's. what the number one candy is would, in Minnesota. Hershey, oh, I would say Hershey's bar. in Pennsylvania. Yeah. Hershey's in Pennsylvania. Yeah, Hershey, many, Pennsylvania. The mini ones. The mini yeah. Hershey's. Okay, mm-hmm. this, we'll go with Pennsylvania. What do you got for Minnesota? Kit Kat. Yeah, probably Kit Kat. Kit Kat or Twix, one of those. Yeah. Uh, I'll go with my favorite Reese's Peanut Butter Or cup. Tootsie Rolls. <laughs> Tootsie Rolls, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. You got, what else did you say, Alex? Kit Kat. Kit Kat. Okay. It's no surprise that various regions around the United States have different preferences when it comes to Halloween candy. What is surprising is that the most popular seasonal confections in certain states are not typical. CBS News reports on a new interactive map by Candy.com. God, I wish I owned that website. Candy.com, that'd be a good website. Mm -hmm. Based on 12 years of data, sales of bulk candy that shows the number one candy nationwide for trick-or-treating is, this is nationwide now, Ish. I wouldn't eat this if you gave me the whole candy company. corn. Ugh. Even worse, Skittles. I like Skittles. Ugh. I don't Ugh. mind Skittles. Ish. I'm not a Gross. Skittles fan. I'm not a Skittles no. fan either. In little bits. I can't they like sit me. and eat a whole All bag of Skittles. All those bright colors just know, scare me. Just it's like, like what's in these things? The no. scary yes. colors, Garbage. really, honey? Well, no, scary. It's like scary colors. No, it's like no. Ugh. just like it's not chemicals and sugar. Exactly. Yeah, come on, no <laughs> problem. Nothing. Little chemical action. Come on. Yeah. Fawn turns into a rage monster when she has red dye. Skittles is the number one candy nationwide, but also in seven states, it's the number one. Yes. Just mind boggling. It's allergy yeah. friendly because it's not oh. real food. <laughs> there well, you that's go. True. So no real surprise. <laughs> no me. nuts. Reese's peanut butter cups is number two. Oh, which is surprising with peanut butter. Yeah, with those. You just think that people wouldn't. Like I try to avoid peanut products because I used to like Reese's. I don't like them anymore. No. Dan I still like them. Dan has had a Halloween. The one's okay. It's weird though because like for me being gluten free, like the regular Reese's peanut butter cups are gluten free, but. The ones that are shaped like pumpkins or oh, at yeah. the yeah. time they yeah, have yeah, the yeah. eggs, yeah. Mm-hmm. those aren't gluten-free. Because I, oh. I don't know if they have to add flour to make the shape Maybe. better or something. Yeah, like thickener a little bit, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm waiting. I'm I'm waiting. waiting. <laughs> Alex has got something to say here. You wanted to say something? I don't remember. All right. <laughs> uh, so number one is Skittles. Number two, peanut butter cups. M&M's number three. Mm, I can M&M see that. peanuts are regular. Eat. 
Just says M and M's. So regular. Even the most often popular uh, polarized candy corn also ranks high in some states, while others the top candy pick is decidedly more unusual. Okay, I'm going to the. I've not seen the state by state yet. I'm bringing it up right now. Uh, oh, these are weird. Arizona hot tamales, Indiana hot tamales, Louisiana lemon heads. Oh, that's all popular. They're popular though. Yeah. Hot tamales and lemonheads are very popular. Those have been around forever. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Very popular in those states. Montana no. double bubble gum? Ew, that's like only good gum? for 10 seconds. <laughs> now, Bra- yeah. This one surprises me. Nebraska is saltwater taffy. That's no, not surprising. It's big in Jersey, too. Yeah. It is big in Jersey, yeah. yeah. New York's hot tamales. Oklahoma's double bubble gum again. Virginia's hot tamales. <laughs> Washington saltwater taffy. Wyoming saltwater taffy. What? Yeah, so, Jesus. Taffy? Taffy. Yeah. Who eats taffy? A lot of okay. people. Really. I okay. like taffy. I mean, I'd eat it if you gave it to me, but I'm not going to like. It just Where's the taffy? Like a oh, Halloween candy. It's one of the oldest candies in the world. Oh, yeah. It doesn't mean it it's good. It's actually not bad. If you well, it's not stuff. bad, but it's not good. If you go to like a candy store that has that good it. taffy, well, like good. the... The it State is. Fair, Not they have really taffy. good saltwater taffy. They make it, and yeah, you can. Wa- I can watch that stretching thing <laughs> for like hours. Here you go, Artistic. Pennsylvania, Hershey's mini bars. Hey, yeah, yeah, Hershey's mini bars, yeah, baby. Number two, Skittle. Number three, M and M's in Pennsylvania. Okay. Minnesota's boring. I'll tell you what, the Hershey what PA. What is it, honey? <laughs> Hershey PA's got some weird, 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 weird people in it. I bet it does. Yeah. Okay, in Minnesota, number three is candy corn. Ugh. If anybody gave me candy corn, I'd throw it back at them. I, I like candy corn a lot. I just posted a meme that says, if you eat candy corn, I assume you eat candles and crayons. That's either. <laughs> same taste. I, chocolate candy corn is I love good. candy chocolate corn. Candy yep. corn. That's chocolate the only candy one. corn's okay. The uh, <laughs> then you got number two in Minnesota is Tootsie Pops. Oh, the... Is yeah. your grandma? <laughs> yeah, that's really... I don't even know where you would find that. You can find them. Yeah. You just, Where? No one under the age of 70 buys them anymore, really. Number one in Minnesota is Skittles. Are you serious? Mm. I know. Come How on. lame is that? Aww. Skittles. Who eats Skittles, man? Yeah, yes, not a lot me. Of people. Uh, California <laughs> Skittles. So you, know you should they, move to Oregon. Peter, Peter Buttercup's in Oregon. Ooh. They just put an age limit on trick-or-treating in a couple of towns in Minnesota. An age, age limit? limit? Yeah, I mean, you have to be high under, end. under 14 or under 12. Well, I could see that, though. Wow. Yeah, Who goes somebody trick-or-treating after 14? Somebody posted on my like just, community page. Yeah, and it was like, what's there. the age limit of trick-or-treaters in this area? And we're like, nothing. There is state laws, though. But they, I think it's dumb. I think you should be able to go over 80. Yeah. As long as you're wearing a costume, why yeah. not? Yeah, who cares? In the spirit Better than doing meth in the streets. Yeah. <laughs> why, why is there an age limit? Yes, dear. No matter where we go, we're screwed. Minnesota Skittles, Florida Skittles. <laughs> Just Skittles every. Well, Don't trick Florida, or treat. Florida Taste Skittles, the rainbow, baby. Florida Skittles with, with crack or meth in it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's a possibility. I like Starburst. Starburst Actually, is Starburst good. Actually, Starburst, a couple of them. Yeah. The red ones. I like the lemon ones. Oh, I hate anything lemon, so. God, it's so weird. Here's the five-state area. North Dakota, candy corn. South Dakota, starburst. Iowa, candy corn. Wisconsin, starburst. Okay, now, are those the most popular to give out or that people want? It's when they want. It's what they want. What they want. Oh, okay. So we've got one Skittles in Minnesota. you got two Iowa and North Dakota is candy corn. South Dakota and Wisconsin is starburst. 
So very high sugar, not very good candy. Very, very artificial flavors. I want chocolate. Real chocolate. Yeah, man. Well, you know what? Alabama's number one with Hershey mini bars. Hershey mini bars are good. I always like, what are those little tiny things that are in the wrapper? They're like little Smarties. Smarties. I always like the white Smarties. They all taste the same, but weird. The white one. <laughs> For some reason, the oh white Smarties. Isn't that made by Neko? Racist. Racist. <laughs> White. Racist. Yeah. Horribly racist. They melted better Colors. in your mouth than the other two. Do you also like those weird dots that you eat off the paper? Oh, no. I loved those when I was a kid, though. I know. When I was a kid, I loved those. They're so weird. And you'd get paper in your mouth. You could take it off. Now I'm thinking of nostalgic candy. Like those, Andy and I used to have those, they're wax soda pop bottles, yes. and you yes. bit oh. off the top and then you squeeze, which is just. Yeah, and oh, weird wax too. lips that God. used to oh, kind of yeah. be gum. Yeah, yeah but they were like waxy gum. <laughs> yes. We had a confectioner shop, a candy shop, literally a couple blocks from my house in my whole childhood. Oh. And, uh,. It she was a a, an old school candy store, like with the glass oh, jars yeah, and things. Yeah, sure. I want ten of those and five of those, and everything was a penny apiece. If you want, the days. if you want to find that old school candy, I believe they're closed. Well, they might still be open for the through the Halloween season, but the largest candy store in yeah. the world in Belle Plaine yeah. or Jordan oh, area. Yeah, Jordan, yeah. yeah, you can find that old school candy. I used yeah. to like those Necco wafers. And oh then, yeah, and then Necco I love wafers. I love bottle caps. It's weird. Nothing it is weird. But you don't like anything with flavor? Candy no. cigarettes? Bottle my favorite. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Those are awesome. They still, they still exactly. those. What were those little you know, soda candy, cap candy, oh, ones? Yeah, bottle caps. Yeah, bottle that, that, root, that was soda. Beer. The root beer ones. The root yeah. Root beer oh, yeah, the root beer, yeah. Those not, were bottle caps. It's not there anymore, but there was a, uh, a dairy store on Penn Avenue North and about... 27th, something like 28th, maybe. I don't think there's anything there anymore. <laughs> no, probably not. <laughs> crime. There's a lot of crime there on that lot. But I got in an argument with the teenage uh, checkout guy at the the dairy store. We're not shocked. Because I told him I wanted some like uh, a maid. And he goes, it's like a maid. I said, uh, no, it's not. It's L-I-K. That would be pronounced like, not lick. And he got mad at me. <laughs> but it was lick a maid, apparently. Was I, I actually I thought it was like was that like that was like oh the fun dip the fun dip yeah, yeah. I asked this question fun dip no. I used to love fun dip I asked this question this morning so when you grew up or whoever in, in your life it's when in the morning did somebody say up and Adam up and at it or up and Adam up and Adam like the name or up and Adam yeah. like, like mm-hmm. my mom always said and she my mom commented that I always said up and Adam. My dad always said, get your ass out of bed, you lazy. (laughs) You're worthless. (laughs) I figured out by this post that it was regional. The Northeast says up and at them. Around here, they say up and at it. I've always heard up and at them. And then up and at at them. Yeah. Yeah. Up and at them. Mm, them. Up and at them. Ooh, them. I think it's generational and regional. Yeah, probably. Now this is making me think of all these candies. Remember Razzles? Yeah. Razzles, yeah. yeah. Everything's still in terrible. business, but nothing, nothing's yeah. gone. Terrible. They're all still around. Yeah, just Are no, they? I don't yeah. know how some of these candies make money. I know. No it's one like nobody buys them. Well, we, we brought, Tom, I guess, yeah, that's true. We brought uh, candies home from Nashville. Yeah. It's uh, Goo Goo Clusters. Goo Goo Clusters are phenomenal, baby. Moon Pies. 
And moon pies, yeah. I, I, yeah. Are they They're are they made in you. Nashville? Moon pies aren't. Because they seem it seemed like that was like something that was all over the place. Yeah, moon pies aren't. Huh. Uh, we only got about forty five seconds, and I don't want to spend a lot of time talking about this story. But this uh, Greta Thunberg. Yeah, she's, oh, getting, yeah. she's getting destroyed. She literally, <laughs> uh, they better watch. What, that kid's not going to live very long. Oh, no, she's getting her. destroyed Seriously. worldwide, worldwide, every country. Thunberg rejects $52,000 prize for climate uh, climate prize and then wow. blasts the Nordic people for bragging. Oh, my God. Those would be your home country folks there, Greta. I don't know if I'd do well, that if you've you. seen her parents, she's being manipulated. She is, oh, absolutely. She's, being, she's a pawn. She has extremist, sociopath parents, and she's being used by them. She is going to end up dead if they don't knock it well, off. And I don't mean killed. She is literally going to. But I don't know how she's taking all the abuse. She's yeah, I know. It's terrible. Hammered, man. A 16-year-old kid shouldn't have to go through. Well, her parents should have never done this to her. No, I think they should be charged with child abuse. I agree. They should be charged with child abuse. She's getting, she's getting more severe in her beliefs at 16. Well, your brain's not even close to fully formed yet. So thanks a lot for that, Mom and Dad. But we got to take a break. We'll be right back. But I, I feel really bad for her. Greta Thunberg, I feel sorry for her because she's got a tough road to hoe in the future, man. Not good. We'll be right back. Another great special guest up next with the family. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry, this 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Sabre and Bryant, whatever it takes. Northern Metal Fab right off the interstate in Baldwin, Wisconsin, is a custom job shop specializing in large-scale projects. Northern Metal Fab is now hiring for all positions, including welders, painters, and inspectors, to provide quality craftsmanship to their customers. Northern Metal Fab is growing, and their growth is your opportunity. Northern Metal Fab offers competitive pay, excellent benefits, and more. Apply online today at nmfinc.com. That's nmfinc.com. Northern Metal Fab is an equal opportunity employer. Oh, I get it while you're playing this. I get it now. Wade Meadows, our special guest, Black Cats, Broken Mirrors, Origins of Superstition. Morning, Wade. How are you? Or I guess good afternoon, Wade. Depends on where you are. Wait, how are you? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I'm doing great. How are you, sir? I'm doing extremely well. I love this. I'm a huge Halloween fan anyway. So when you start talking about, I'm not a superstitious, a superstitious person, which is, I guess, in a way weird, because I, I did grow up Roman Catholic and went to Catholic school for well, nine years. And that's like, you know, that's they're full of superstition. But I, I'm not a superstitious person at all. I don't know why that is. For some reason, the umbrella thing, the opening still, umbrella yeah. indoors. I always think you it's like, get I, I, I'm always like, oh, no, I have an umbrella indoors. And breaking a mirror. Yeah. Breaking a mirror. What is that? Yeah, breaking a mirror. You're not supposed to do well, that either. And a lot, and a lot of it uh, is just in our bring up, mm. bringing up you know I mean, and what we've learned from our family or mm-hmm. something like that. Like Friday, Friday the thirteenth, um, it began actually uh, at the uh, Last Supper with Christ. Uh, they believe thirteen was Judas, oh. and they believe Christ died on the cross, 
And mm-hmm. so that's how Friday the 13th began. And, um, and, and I was born on Friday the 13th. Really? Wade, get off my phone. <laughs> There's a lot of weird superstitions. That, 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 that was the worst thing ever because my mom literally looked at my father and said that I would be a uh, failure in my life. Oh, I was oh, wow. oh no. Oh, no. Nice. So how are things going, Wade? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Mom. Go, going well now, but uh, no, she taught me that all my life that I was oh. that I was ugly and that I would uh, not do well because I was born on Friday the 13th. So You're is that, that, very strong. Has Friday the Thirteenth been around a long time? Like the knowing of it, mm-hmm. like that it's a bad luck day. Mm-hmm. Has that been around for a long time? Since Christ, I guess. Really? Christ, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Actually, yeah. I thought it was modern. No, no. it's been around for no. eons. God. Yeah. yeah. I got my, then, uh, way uh, one time going to Catholic school. I got yelled at big time by my third grade teacher, Sister Myrtle, because I passed along a joke I heard. And I still to this day, and I'm not a very religious guy, but I'm not anti-religion either. It's just kind of part of life. A guy had a great joke, and I told somebody else, and the nun overheard me. It's like, what did Jesus say to Peter from hanging from the cross? Hey, Peter, I can see your house from up here. <laughs> That's a good job. That's a good job. Come on. But, oh, my gosh. She did not think that was funny at all, Mr. Bell. No, you don't That's, mess with Peter. That's a pretty good job. It's a great joke, isn't it? I can see your house no, from up here. Maybe, maybe change it. I can see Russia from here. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yes, exactly. Sorry, Wade. Go ahead, sir. Oh, uh, I found it interesting, too, that different countries have different things because Greece, their so-called Friday the 13th is actually Tuesday the 13th. Well, they're Greek. Yeah. <laughs> and for, 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 Italy, for Italy, it's Thursday the 17th. Yeah, yeah. That yeah, is uh, yeah. bad luck. Why? It's just the way their time frame is different. Just even, uh, even in Canada. Canada's biggest holiday is Boxing Day. It has nothing to do with boxing. No. It's, bo- yeah. it's boxing. Get, it's get Christmas gifts. boxing. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's yeah. not even around Christmas. No, it is the day after Christmas. It, yeah, but it's not Christmas. Yeah. And, no, it's not Christmas, though. And on Friday the 13th, uh, we, the United States, lose between 700 and $800 million because of people scared to spend money or coming out of the house. Wow. What? <laughs> what? what? People do not so, stay home because actually, it's Friday actually, the 13th. Actually, I hate to say it, but I do. You of do? Of course you yeah. do. Well, that makes sense. I didn't know that. <laughs> I do. If, 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 it's something like, if something big is going on, I say, nah, I think I'm going to stay home. I'll go outside. And they said, they said that's the best time anything. to fly. Oh, really? because there's nobody on airplanes, Cheap I suppose. Rates. <laughs> right, because they're, because they're scared to fly. Yep. Yeah. What, so what about 13? Is because it's a religious deal? Is that why 13 scary to them? Well, the 13 is the 13 apostles. And yeah, but yeah, but how's that, you know, what's that to do with you flying? I don't get the connection. Mm-hmm. Oh no no! They just—that's just bad luck from the United States. That has nothing to do with. There's a yeah. lot of them I don't get, especially in the like Tom said earlier. We were, we were both raised growing Catholic, and they have a lot of like spilling oh, salt. You oh, got to throw yeah. salt behind your over your shoulder, or, you, or putting a hat. My, my grandmother would have a heart attack if you put your hat on a bed. If you set your hat on a bed, it was like the world was ending. What? I've never even heard of that. Can I tell Wade my worst one that I did at Catholic school? Yep. Mr. Now there's Meadows. an open. Go ahead, yeah. sir. No, go ahead, sir. Uh, uh, open uh, umbrella. Yeah. Yes. That came about because of a woman. She opened her umbrella in the, in the house, and when she did, the whole house collapsed. Oh my God! Well, that's not and good. So, so they connected it with that. 
<laughs> and then, then someone else visited a king, and they opened the umbrella in the castle, and uh, within months he died. And so they blame it on the umbrella. Damn umbrella. Well, you think with the <laughs> first lady, it might have been lucky that she had an umbrella up while her house collapsed. Yeah. That's true. Didn't get hit in the nod. <laughs> might have saved Deflected her. debris. Yeah. I love it. Ladies and gentlemen, we're talking away. And then they have, oh, they have the, uh, you know, you pick up a penny and you have luck. Right. Yes. And that actually began with, that used to come, uh, it, it began, sorry, it started with uh, see a pin pick it up, and all day long you will have good luck. Mm-hmm. Okay. And somehow someone changed it to a penny. Yeah, Nancy sees a penny, she touches it to her nose and puts it in her pocket. And that's good luck for her for the oh. day. She, she <laughs> yeah, I pick she, up pennies, too. She's like a freak about it. Like she, every time. Touches it to her nose. Yep. That's a North Why? Dakota thing. It's a North Dakota <laughs> thing. <laughs> North Dakota it's thing. North Dakota yeah, thing. it's very, very true. Absolutely. Now, like you said, the... The broken mirror, that came out of, uh, um, they believe that pieces of your soul is in the mirror. Oh, and uh, yeah. so, yep. so they tell you seven years bad luck because they feel that that's a long enough period that people would be a lot more cautious around the mirror and not break. I can see that. And I, and I do know that Native Americans, certain tribes back in the day, did not want their picture taken because they thought it would steal their soul. Mm-hmm. I do remember. Oh, no, right. they still do that. Oh, they do they still do it? kidding me? Oh, okay. Go try to take a picture in Marrakesh. Oh, re- see really? What ha- see what happens to you. Not good, huh? No. <laughs> and I'm talking, I was there Is this year. Is stealing? You, 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 they will stop their car and come after you. Wade, why do you think some people do believe this stuff and others just don't? Because I'm not superstitious in the least, even though I grew up around a lot of My mother was superstitious as hell. But I never, I never yeah. fell for it. I don't know why that is. So, so was mine. And I guess, again, I think it's the upbringing or, you know, where you are and teasing in school. I mean, some of this came yeah. from that. Like, stepping on the crack, you'll break your mother's back. Mm-hmm. I, I totally mean, believe I yeah. through that in school. And I stamped on those cra- <gasps> cracks. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I always get there. Mother hater. laughing. <laughs> I don't, know where, I don't know where I got my, my biggest superstition. I always have to come go out or go in out the same door I came in. Like if I really? leave my house and I really? walk out my front door, I can't go in. We have multiple doors. to really? go I have to go back in the same door. It's a superstition that I've had my whole life. Or is it OCD? No, it's a superstition. <laughs> you got to go out the same door you came in. Mm-hmm. Have I you mean, ever heard that? The line between OCD and superstition is pretty blurry at times yeah i suppose that's true i suppose that is true i mean ocd people you know you have to flip a light switch three times or else something bad will happen is that any different than walking under ladders exactly those cables that come off a telephone post i won't walk underneath one of those i have to i have to go around it the reason for walking under ladders is they can't uh believe it came from the trinity of the church and if you walk under the ladder under the ladder you are breaking the uh the sign. What? So I, that's that's one thing I will. Not, I don't do the symbol. Yeah. The symbol. Yeah. You, you don't want any ladders. Angle, right? No, it's like a ladder against the wall. <clears throat> Isn't that still just? And a I thought I, I thought <laughs> saying God bless you was interesting too because people believe they believe that when you sneeze you're releasing uh, evil spirits. So when you say God bless yeah. you and you follow it up with making the sign of the cross for good measure. Mm-hmm. Oh. God bless you. 
I'm going to start doing that every time someone sneezes. Now I'm going oh, to do the, the Latin. You got to do the Latin part. Yeah, so too. the bad spirits don't come back in you. When exactly. you... Who thinks they have bad spirits in them in the first place? I don't really understand that either. Pretty much spirits. all Catholics. I no, don't. A lot of people do think they have a demonic side. I don't think. Well, medieval medicine like was it. mostly about getting demons Get out, out of, of your you. stomach like or out of your lungs. Oh, well, yeah, they used to do bleeding. Yep. Oh, you just remind me of very. I have a friend that's like he's no longer with us, but he, he was a psychiatrist, and he was telling me this sad story. Obviously, he didn't tell me too much to reveal anybody's identity, but he had a patient that was absolutely convinced that when he did bad things, that a snake that lived in his stomach came up his throat and into his brain and made him do bad things. Uh, it's called schizophrenia. Yeah, yeah, that would be called schizophrenia. It's called that's right. How would you like to go through life with that in no, your head? Thank you. Mm. Oh, God, it's got to be horrible. Or in your stomach. Or in your stomach, for that matter. <laughs> you know, drugs can make you think stuff, stuff like that, too. Oh, God, yes. Well, yeah, totally. If you're on heavy drugs, you start thinking about weird shit. I, n- I never <laughs> knew bird dro- droppings on your head or body was considered good luck. Yeah, oh, I've heard that before. Really? Yeah, I don't need luck. that good luck. Sailors, if they see it on their vessel, they banned anybody from cleaning it up. Yeah, because you're, you're close to land. That's gross. Uh, oh, I see what so you're saying. So it's good luck. I guess but that makes washing sense. it off would not change your position. Yeah, that's no, true. It's just good luck. Well, that's the, whole pro- that's the whole problem with all of it. Wait, can I re-reference just one second? Because it's, it's going to bother oh, me all sure. day if I don't ask you this. Why did your mother treat you like that? <laughs> what the hell oh. was the problem, Wade? No, I was, I was raised that way. I mean, my sister and I kind of grew up together and... She lost her eye from a uh, switch hitting her in the eye, oh. and so they had to oh. put a false eye at five years old in her, oh. and any time it leaked or anything was wrong, her uh, mom would yell at her and whip her for not paying attention to her eye. Oh, Wade. Uh, so, what, so you go over there for Mother's Day, Wade? Where'd you grow yeah. up at? Uh, Indiana. Yeah, right, in the, right in the heart. Indiana. Uh, <laughs> And, it, and um, yeah, we were either switched by, of course, the branch, a belt, sure, or a sure. uh, um, hanger. Hanger. Wow. Mm. Did she make you go get the switch? Because I knew parents that did yes. that to their kids. Yes. You go get it oh. so I can beat you. Oh, I'd come in with the right. littlest, tiniest yeah. little, little thing. wispy thing. <laughs> a little wispy. I wouldn't do it. Yeah, it's now when she gets right. really mad at me, she always would get the rose thorn. And oh. she would take the flower off, of course. Oh, my God. Leave the thorns on it. Wow. No. How did you ever make her? So when did you kill her? Oh, <laughs> for real. <laughs> well, honest to God. No, terrible. You would be amazed through my life. I actually took care of her because the reason, I guess You're God protected guy. me because I did not remember at the time my pa- uh, my past. Oh, you didn't. Uh, took a while for it no. to come out, huh? Uh. Right. And actually, I remembered everything on the day I seen her die. Wade, you really? honest to God seem like the nicest man in the world. It's so weird. Do you still live, you know. do you still live then, there? Excuse me? Do you no. Still, okay. I'm in North, yeah, I'm in North Carolina, and um, we had a house fire. And when we had the house fire, my sister was 17, and the year before, uh, she became a Christian, and that was the only person in our house that uh, was like that. Anyhow, um, and she died in the house fire. Wow. Your and, sister uh, did? With a glass eye. Yes. With a glass uh, eye. 
Yes. Oh, what was, was her life, first man. name? What was her first name, Wade? Teresa. Oh, that I'm sad about Teresa. I know, Way to me go, too. Wade. <laughs> where, 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 where are you in North Carolina? Right outside of Charlotte. Okay. Ooh, very nice. Part of yes. North, Carolina. I, North Carolina's, I'm a big fan of North Carolina. I was just it's in North Carolina. Yeah, yeah. Pretty. It's true. By the way, Wade, oh, whenever yeah. anybody's asked where they're from and they say North, it never finishes with Dakota. Unless you're in Minnesota. Unless you're in Minnesota. Melissa's aunt and grandma. Yeah, they both live in North, North Dakota. Dakota. You know what? North Dakota is the most cult, no. the cult state of ever. Oh, everyone God, knows yes. everyone. Well, yeah. All 12 people know each other. I love it. The letters from the the ashes came because after the funeral and probably a week later, I walked through the house. Everything was destroyed, but she was given a lot of Bibles the Christmas prior, and that was on her dresser, and they weren't touched. And then I went forward, and I found a um, hope chest that she had. And when I opened the hope chest, there was a letter written to each member of the family. And each each envelope had a prayer to God that we would know God like she did. Oh, and I that's guess, nice. I guess that's how she did uh, her praying, I guess. But uh, And that's how I got letters from the ashes, because that's where I found them. Ashes Forged into Manhood, another book by Wade Meadows. Wait, this sounds really weird, but can we book you again to talk to you about letters from the ashes and ashes forged into manhood? I want to hear more. Oh, sure. Here's why I want to interview you about this, Wade, because you were treated like dirt, and instead of turning on your mother, you took care of her. That's the kind of human being I want to know. That's true. Well, no, remember, he, like, he didn't remember anything until the day she died. Well, he, he <laughs> just threw true. you under the bus, Wade. Then, then, he, then he just threw her yeah. in the gutter. <laughs> Unbelievable. I, I take donations. At, no, I'm <laughs> There you go. Wade Meadows, thank you so much. I, I definitely want to book you in to talk to you about this because I love the way you handled your life. It's yeah, wonderful. Yeah, I'll reach story. out. I'll reach out Absolutely. to him and get him rebooked for we'll those. Get, we'll, get, we'll, we'll be talking all about your mother. That's great. I like it, man. Thank you, sir. Okay, take care. Have a great day. Wade Meadows, ladies and gentlemen. The book's called Letters from the Ashes, and the second book is called Ashes Forged into Manhood. Anybody that responds by, you treated me like dirt, but I'm going to take care of you anyway, is my kind of person. I guess it goes to show you, no matter how bad you think your life is. Yep. Somebody's worse. Somebody had it way worse than you. No doubt about that, man. (laughs) Amen. My mother never told me that I was homely and worthless, and I was, what was it, burn in hell or go die young? What was he going to do? Never be a failure. You would be a failure your whole life. Yeah, everything he attempted would end in failure. What a a story that is. Unbelievable. It's because he was born on Friday the 13th. That's going to do it. We'll talk to you on Monday with the family.